Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a very special guest. If you listen to my show, you're familiar with his name and his work. It's John Brisson of We've Read the Documents. We've done many shows on different subjects. And we were talking last time about all this happening in the Middle East. There's a October 7th event and just a lot of rhetoric and fighting on both sides uh, all over the world, really. And I think it's a very potent uh, kind of time to be alive. The reason just for all these people kind of deciding who are their friends and who's their enemies. And actually the kind of revival of a lot of Old Testament language too, and something that came to my attention. So I've kind of been following it, but I'm going to play a clip and I have some slides too, but uh, there's a lot going on and we're going to talk about the Noahide laws. We're not going to put, I'm not going to generalize Jews all into one group. The Some of the ones I'm talking about are would be called conservative Jews or ultra-Orthodox or Orthodox Jews. So please don't make this mistake. I'm not trying to generalize Jews. And I know that there's a lot of difference. Even in Israel today, if you are considered a liberal Jew or something like that, the ultra-Orthodox will spit on you. And then they have contempt for women who don't wear the proper clothing and who aren't observant enough. So <clears throat> there's like Christianity, there's schisms and uh, consternation between certain of these parties. So please don't try to generalize too much. We're, I'm talking about specific events, specifically Netanyahu, who comes from a noted conservative family. But just the fact that they're using this term uh, from the Old Testament in you know the return of the Jew, a very important event, return of the Jews to the Holy Land. And I was just talking to somebody earlier, it was... Uh, small little piece of land on the face of earth is like a navel of the earth it's like this this one book disseminated from all these prophets moses and the prophets and jesus christ to all the citizens of the world almost like the grand commission has been fulfilled we were talking the pre-show may not have been fulfilled in certain uh, communist countries but some that part of the kind of uh the gist of the new testament has happened in the last two thousand years and so people can receive a bible or find somebody to minister to them and i think so it's it is really kind of a remarkable time to be alive we're going to talk about that but i'm going to play this clip like i said and then we'll get some slides but this is where he talks he's speaking to his own people in hebrew and uh i think that somebody's going to narrate it too so remember what Amalek has done to you, says our Holy Bible, and we do remember and we are fighting our brave troops and combatants who are now in Gaza or around Gaza and in all other regions in Israel are joining this chain of Jewish heroes, a chain that has started 3,000 years ago from Joshua ben Nun until the heroes of 1948, the Six-Day War, the 73 October war and all other wars in this country are hero troops they have one supreme main goal to completely defeat the murderous enemy and to guarantee our existence in this country we've always said never again never again is now you must so that's right right there at the intro he's mentioning amalek so uh, the scripture that he's mentioning is First Samuel, First Samuel fifteen three. Now go and attack the Amalekites and devote to destruction all that belongs to them. 
Do not spare them and put to death men and women, children and infants, oxen and sheep, camels and donkeys. That's the translation that I have. But uh, also some of these conservative Jews use the word Edom. And I think it's very generally applied. My, I, I'm, I can't be perfect on this, but I think it calls for like this modern world and even Europe and other places are considered Edom by them, which is really another uh, kind of cursed kind of designation by some of these people. But it's fascinating that they're using this terminology. But uh, yeah, I found it quite disturbing uh, about BB uh, talking about, um, you know, referencing uh, the Palestinians as being um, Amalekites would actually, you know, they would be uh, Philistia. If we're, if we're using biblical uh, uh, nation uh, terminology, uh, so he kind of got it wrong there. Um, and I mean, uh, there's a big difference between God telling Saul uh, to uh, destroy the Amalekites and Bibi Netanyahu using that scripture. Uh, of course, Saul did not, you know, Saul did not truly, uh, uh, you know, destroy the Amalekites and destroy their animals, uh, which was why uh, the kingship was taken from him by God um, because of that, because he did not follow through with what God told him to do. And the Amalekites were enemies of God. They were enemies of the, um, the um, Israelites at the time. And, and but to, to equate them to the modern day, quote unquote, enemies of Israel, whether they're talking about Hamas or whether they're talking about the, the uh, Palestinians, let's be real here. Um, you know, that's that's a, a, a very harsh abuse of scripture to equate the two, where Saul was anointed by God to be king at that time. Of course, he later lost it, and then David eventually became king and was a man under God's own heart, uh, even though, uh, you know, David himself was still sinful as we all are, uh, especially the sin with Bathsheba. But for Bibi Netanyahu to mention this and to use this type of terminology and to equate himself to Saul, despite all of Saul's problems, okay, I still believe that Saul uh, was saved. Uh, you know, Samuel, when he uh, saw had the witch of Endor channel Samuel. Samuel said that him and his sons, you know, Jonathan and, and Jonathan definitely did love God and had a, a good friendship with David. Um, you know, uh, he said him and his sons would be in paradise with him uh, later on. Uh, so despite all of Saul's flaws, I do believe that in his sinful nature, I do believe that he was, um, you know, he did honor and love the Lord. And so for Bibi Yahoo, for someone who does not love and honor the Lord, someone who rejects our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, someone who is not born again, for him to say these things and equate himself with Saul. Uh, first of all, if you're talking about biblical kings in the Bible, you don't want to say, I'm Saul. Right. <laughs> okay. That's not the one you want to relate to. It's either Saul. Solomon, David. Some Moses, you know, somebody like that, right? So, yeah, so it's like far as kings like Hezekiah, but all of them had their flaws. You know, they all, and there was only a few handful of godly quote unquote kings, you know, kings that followed the Lord, loved the Lord in the Bible. Most of them were, you know, enemies with God. They, you know, they, they, they practice uh, idolatry uh, and, and, and um, um, worship and, or just horrible kings uh, to the Israelite people. Even Solomon was until I think he later repented in his life and wrote the excellent book that we have, Ecclesiastes. 
Um, but, um, but, but I mean, why would you equate yourself to Saul of like all the biblical kings, right? And Very then equate the Palestinians to uh, the Amalekites, which they're not even, and, and even in doing so, he's not Saul. So it's it's just it's sickening. It's a poor. It 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 shocks the conscience. I think in my mind, I think it's inappropriate. And these are like closer to the Palestinians or the Philistines or whatever. And they're either Muslim or a lot of some of them are Christians, really. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's unfortunate. And one of the bigger sins of like the Old Testament Israelites was going after the gods of these. Uh, tribes that were near them, the Edomites and the Amalekites and the Moabites and all this stuff like that. So those were kind of recurring sins. But uh, yeah, it is interesting to see this like language from 3,000 years ago being bandied about. And, you know, nobody, I don't know if uh, he got a lot of criticism. I didn't notice it from other, you know, people of his, uh, of Israelis complaining about it or whatever. There were, but, there were. It was more of your uh, liberal. Um, and even some Orthodox, not ultra-Orthodox uh, Jews, I saw some pushback on Twitter of him using this rhetoric, especially uh, less so in Israel, more so in America. Um, but, I mean, he also did something that I talked about on my show. He used the rhetoric, the sons of light versus the sons of darkness, right? Oh, yeah, um, right which yeah. is very Kabbalistic. Uh, it's found in the War Scroll, scroll and the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, that talks about like kind of like this a scene future future uh, future battle between the sons of light and the sons of darkness and you know the sons of light will win three times and the sons of darkness will win three times and on the final seventh time that they battle because of the angels and because of God the sons of light will overcome the sons of darkness. Um, that's not in the Bible. It's not biblical. Okay, no. we know how the world's in. It matches up with Revelation. So for him to use a Kabbalistic you know, Dead Sea Scroll terminology, when we know truly from a spiritual sense, anyone who bo who's born again, because uh, God is only light, you know, we're a son, son of light. And anyone who's not technically, they're their father, the devil, they're the son of darkness. You know, I hate using that terminology, but it is true. And you'll see that in the Didache, you'll see that in the Epistle of Barnabas, they'll say the way of light versus the way of darkness. Uh, you know, and so for him to equate that in a Kabbalistic sense and literally use it as war rhetoric against a group of people is horrific. Yeah, it's something else. And if one of the real strange ironies is that Hamas was actually supported by the state of Israel as a counterbalance yep. to the PLO. So a lot of people don't know that either. So they're going out. He actually just, I think, issued a destruction order against Hamas anywhere in the world. But it's curious because they were initially supported by the, the Israeli government as a counter. The reason why they did it is because Hamas had the same position as the far right Israelis, is my understanding, which is one state. So Hamas is saying, we're going to take everything back. And the far right is saying we're keeping it all one state and the PLO wants a two state solution. So it's interesting how these two supposed antagonists had a kind of similar outlook, which uh, should, you know, be uh, something for great further inquire, inquiry. This is an open statement. Openly Hamas is an enemy. Covertly, it's an ally. That was from. Uh, Very similar to Al Qaeda, the United HM. States of America, right? Yes. Uh, or ISIS in the United States of America. Yeah. I mean, so, even Lenin said the best adversaries are the ones we set up. I forgot what he's the direct quote, but like you want to control the opposition, right? So these guys, that's what these guys do. That's what Americans do. It's, it's the cleverest way of doing it. And I mentioned Edom. So this kind of concept of Edom 
is like you'll see these rabbis talk about it and this is yeah. these are real quotes these aren't the like i hate jews type quotes this is actually you know what they're saying messiah will come and these are messianic people this is like end of the world stuff so the jews have their own end of the world their messiah is going to come christianity besides going to come and muslim of the mahdi right but this one i'll just read this for audio the messiah will come only when edom europe christianity has totally fallen so i ask you is it good news that muslims are invading europe it's excellent news it means the coming of the messiah excellent news it's very acceleration it's very similar to zavatai zevi and setting to bring up bring upon them the the messiah right because you have the the various sects of the jewish people that either tikkun alam they try to do good acts which don't please god but only please themselves to try to heal the world to bring the messiah in some sort of utopia or make the world as possible as much chaos and destruction and in a bad place as much as possible kind of like the zebatai zevi uh and the sabbatean frankist way of looking at the world to make the messiah come and look i'm not saying there's not heretical sects of Christians that want to do the same thing as far as rebuilding the third temple and donating to rebuilding of the third temple uh, for the Zionists. Okay. That is completely 100% wrong uh, and sinful, but you know, but, but you'll see this time and time again. And like you said, it's not every Jewish person, obviously, um, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we want to um, spread the good news to the Jewish people as, as to as, as to everyone uh, as born again Christians. Yeah. Our Christ you know? is Jewish. He's totally yeah. I mean, the Jews disagree. They would kick you out for saying that. But I find that everything about Jesus of Nazareth resounds with Judaism, his love of the Old Testament, his references. And uh, dying and being resurrected on Passover, right? Well, they want to say it's different. Thing. They they want to, you know, you have they you, you have either a return to Judaism with the Noahide laws and Noahidism, right, which is a rejection of Jesus Christ in, in the New Covenant, and then you have it. Uh, you know, um, you have some people taking it to as furthest extreme where they're trying to decouple from the Old Testament and saying that it has no reference in Christianity, uh, which is, you know, Gnosticism is very steeped in that. You know, you had um, Marcion that only, you know, took the New Testament, rejected the Old Testament and said the God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the New, which I used to believe that, which is simply Un, untrue uh it is one god obviously if you read both you know both the old testament and the new testament and jesus references the old testament quite frequently like you mentioned uh Talks you know his father right yep father so you can go both you can go both ways you know what i mean and both ways are completely wrong yeah so i mean yeah the no i mean what for people who don't know the noahide laws it's seven noahide laws right isn't that right Yes. Do you have, um, can you enumerate those? Or could you know those? Yes. Uh, do not worship idols. Do not curse God. Uh, do not murder. Do not commit adulterous sexual immorality. Do not steal. Do not eat flesh from a living animal and establish courts of justice. Um, now, they are not in the Bible at all, period. They do not exist. There were commandments that were separately given to Noah um by god um but they were not the noahide laws and of, of themselves the noahide laws directly come from the babylonian talmud um and, and and of course you know we have the 10 commandments which were given by noah and i, I mean i'm uh, moses and and we're getting god gave uh the law as well too right but as as uh, you know jesus christ came fulfilled the law as christians um especially gentile christians 
um, you know, we we practice the, the the commandments that Jesus Christ gave us, which was love God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves, what most people on a daily basis have a hard enough time doing right, as it right. is, <laughs> you know? So those are the laws of Christ, and that's what we're, we're beholden under is the and law of Christ. Right, so. and didn't Paul say if you love one another, you fulfilled the law? Yep, so right. the, the Christian view or the mess, mess, messianic, I don't think, it's hard to say Messiah because you can get it conflated with Judaism, but we believe in that Jewish Messiah. We're just not Jewish, or maybe we are. Well, we believe in the. I'm sure I, I, I'm part Jewish somewhere. Well, spiritual <clears throat> Israel is born again believers, right? That we're grafted into Abraham's covenant as you know, grafted into to the tree, right? So all born and God's always made a way. God had made a way for Gentiles in the Old Testament as well, too. For example, we have the harlot in the story of Joshua, right? Like she is also part of the lineage of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, uh, you know. And so, you know, th those who always called upon the name of the Lord, those who love the Lord. You know, you know, they, God made a way, you know, ultimately that the completion of that way is salvation in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, obviously. But you had righteous Gentiles and righteous Israelites and Jews in the Old Testament that went to uh, Abraham's bosom until, you know, Jesus came and visited them. Right. And stuff like that and everything. And now, you know, if you're a born again believer and you die, you go immediately to heaven. But, you know, there's God has always found a way to, to redeem all of mankind. And the Jews specifically want to keep it within their own religion that the Messiah necessarily comes for them or there's some sort of utopia that they'll bring into existence with the Messiah. So their eschatology, like you mentioned, the eschatology of Islam, the eschatology of Judaism, and the eschatology of Christianity, the true eschatology of Christianity, is that Jesus brings his kingdom down he treads the wine press alone he does it okay where in in judaism it's either you make the world as best place as you possibly can before uh i think it's 2000 roughly odd years and then the messiah will come sooner if you make the world a utopia or you can make the world worse what brings the messiah you know, down at that appointed point in time if you can't make it any better okay i think i believe those are the two roughly main views of how to bring the messiah forth and you have the the mahdi and islam and it's very interesting guess one last thing i'll say is the eschatology of the jewish people and the eschatology of of uh, of muslims they go together hand in hand and the 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 eschatology of christianity is separate and what i mean by they go to hand in hand is it sets them up because we know the messiah has already come the messiah was jesus christ and he will come again they're set up to believe that the Antichrist is the Messiah. Not, not knowingly, right? Yes, That's correct. Thing, is that they think it's going to be. But my understanding is the Jewish conservative Jewish Messiah is like a warlord. And maybe that was something like a warlord to smite all their enemies. The conquering that, king. Conquering king. And that was something that confused people about the coming of Jesus of Nazareth. Yes. Is they just assumed that he would be a political... Um, political only kind of messiah and that's why the bar of kokhba uh these these false messiahs popped up who tried to fulfill this political militaristic role and have all failed so and the um, antichrist will be that it will be the according the, the, to the christian truth right that, well yeah well yes but it will also be the um the savior of the jewish people but the antichrist according to christian eschatology will double cross 
the Jewish people and Jerusalem will be destroyed as Mystery Babylon. So they will be double-crossed. And right now, I guess one last thing, Paul talks about that the Jewish people are partially blinded right now, uh, which might be why it's more difficult to preach the gospel to a very conservative or ultra-Orthodox Jewish person compared to an atheist Jewish person because they are partially blinded because they rejected Christ. Okay, so they do have a partial blindness. Now, it's not that you can't preach the gospel to them, and it's not that they can't get saved. It's just more difficult until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, okay, which marks the end, end of days. Okay, so, you know, they have that partial blindness, but that blindness will be lifted once the, you know, the third, the t third temple's destroyed, the Antichrist, you know, double cross the Jewish people once that happens, and that it will be lifted. That'd be lifted, so. right? I remember Paul talking about that. It's interesting. Like, um, yeah, so it, this is like just a quote about David. So Saul, David comes after Saul and goes to the Philistines. So this is kind of like another war thing from the Bible of David going to get 3,500 um, foreskins of the Philistines. I forgot what Bible quote that was, but it is interesting. This is kind of an interesting thing of like fulfillment. So this is from Sovereign Bar. Jared Kushner revealed he believes he will be the first generation to achieve eternal life. Red heifers were brought to Israel for the construction of the third temple. Israeli journalist Om, Omri Maniv reported that Israel's government is quietly funneling funds towards the creation of the third temple. Israeli settlers stormed the Al-Aqsa compound on Temple Mount two days prior to Hamas's attack on Israel. So that'll be October 5th. Elon Musk told Benjamin Netanyahu we can create heaven on earth. An eternal life through AI and transhumanism. That seems about right. Yeah, crazy. Is he on your short list, William, for possible antichrist? Yeah, or, no or doubt. false yeah, prophet. That, yeah, yeah, the ex and everything like that. And his mm -hmm. wife is fully. I mean, I've done that show with um, Psyop Cinema, where like his wife is totally connected to Order of Nine Angle stuff. Like, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It's not believable, but she totally is connected to uh, Bring Me the Horizon and them to Ed Sheeran. <clears throat> and Elon, Elon Musk in a recent tweet did confirm that he does have Jewish heritage. He said so himself. So let's see. Elon told BB he believes AGI may be ready 2029. Neuralink will be ready to merge humans 2030. He tweeted QAnon, tweeted about Pizzagate. So yep. there's this guy saying sovereign bro, I think he's a Christian. He's been around. He, he says, is. We're on a razor's edge of seeing a hell of a lot of biblical prophecy fulfilled in the next 10 years. I think he's right. Do you agree with that? I would agree with that, yes. I mean, it was very interesting today with Elon Musk. Uh, did you see kind of like, I don't know if it was a humiliation ritual, but the bulletproof vest they gave him was like way too small. It was like a baby's bib. Bulletproof vest, did you see that? It was odd. Yeah, they right? might have privately been mocking him or something like that. It was kind of a mockery. Because the other guy was standing behind him with a full vest, so why didn't he get a full vest? Um, this is just a th thing if you're watching on Rockfin or, or uh, YouTube. It's my tax dollars at work somehow. Also, my tax dollars. So it's true. Both sides are getting funded. <laughs> um, there's all kinds of IDF, DARPA people in the U.S. propagandizing now. Um, there's also veterans have said that there was something suspicious about the October 7th <laughs> event because there was such a poor response. Um, so that's like something that I'm talking about, like inside job. Who did benefit? There was real chaos in Israel leading up to October 7th involving Netanyahu. Yeah. It had to do with the Supreme Court and kind of them kind of he th thought that they were taking away power from him as prime minister or something constitutional like that. crisis within yeah there yeah, was massive really was. protests 
yeah, protest, and then that all got solved on October seventh. Well, right? the coup party was done with with um, Bibi Netanyahu, supposedly, allegedly, um, and then you also had the the broker peace deal with Saudi Arabia, which Likud was really mad that Bibi Netanyahu double crossed uh, them with Biden, right, and, and brokered the peace deal with Saudi Arabia, which Biden has continued the Abram Accords from Jared Kushner, by the way, who's also a contender for the Antichrist or the false prophet. Uh, you know, so you have the continuation of the Abraham Accords with Biden. Biden never stopped them. They have continued. Uh, and and then you had, um, oh, what was it? Um, BB um, uh, with the ultra-Orthodox uh, far-right Likud party mentioning uh, that they were going to ban proselytizing uh, Christian proselytizing in Israel, right? And then they walked that back, where it was it was up to, uh, I think two years in prison. I think was up was the punishment for it was up to. But then Bibi Netanyahu eventually came out came out after pressure after a few days or weeks, and was like, no, 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 no. We we really we really didn't mean that. They were there too far. That was too far, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And so. that's kind of like the conservative Jewish outlook, right? The Noahide laws, idolatry mm -hmm. is very important. To them, and part of being an idolater is uh, thinking that Jesus of Nazareth was the Messiah. So that's, that's correct. Yes, something you have to be very aware of. Like they, they, they may not state that to you, but if you are of that, you know, religious outlook, that's the way they think. This one of the more amusing things is like the son of Benjamin Netanyahu is like Hunter Biden. He's a piece of work, and he's in Miami. He's not fighting, is my understanding. But the more you hear about this guy, he's kind of like uh, Jimmy. Uh, what was Jimmy Carter's brother? It was. Uh, Ooh, I know you're talking you know, it about. It was kind yeah. of like one of the. He was just kind of like. Or like, or like Bill Clinton's brother. Yeah, yeah. Roger. I think that's Clinton. a better one. Roger Clinton. He's like a Roger Clinton. He's having, there are stories of about him. Like I don't, I don't want to get too personal, but like, it's not a good look if your dad's. Let's just say he was down in Puerto Rico with Brock Pierce. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. And, and uh, he, there was, there used to be rumors that he used to be on 4chan quite often on the message boards and interacting with the white nationalists. Very interesting in the art and Zionists interacting really? with white nationalism. Yeah, there there's a lot of rumors that year Netanyahu was, you know, posting a lot of Keck memes and stuff like that and everything. And I, I think that it might be true. It might, might be true. So it would, it wouldn't surprise me at all. <clears throat> so prime minister, you know, there's just a lot of uh, stuff out here, but prime minister of Israel, I think this is a real tweet from 2020. Mm -hmm. It's not also not for nothing that the American administration has taken this step together with us. In recent years, we've promoted laws in most states, which determine, or U.S. states, which determine that strong action is be taking against whoever tries to boycott Israel. So they've yeah, influenced yeah. the government here very much. Anti, uh, what they call boycott, divest, and sanction laws. You had... Um... You had uh, the the um, governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, going to Israel to sign an anti-BDS law in Israel that restricted free speech on college campuses in Florida, where you can't criticize Israel or be pro uh, boycott, divest, divestment, and sanctions. You'll lose your uh, your government grants, uh, your Florida grants to uh, attend college, or you may be booted out of a public uh, Florida college. Uh, and he signed that bill in Israel. Well, yeah. That's right. And we'll see later in these slides. That seems to be, I mean, we've always known American politicians have to go to the Kotech or what they call the Wailing Wall. It seems to be a rite of passage to get the support of uh, Jews here in the States. But it's still happening today. 
Um, but this is like a sad case like this whole family got annihilated. Yeah. When they mention Alma, according to the pound shop Antichrist, your pal Bibi, not Netanyahu, they are Amalek. So I don't know. It's unfortunate. But there's just a lot of things going on. I, I just did some, you know, things like targeting civilians. He's he's doing a lot of tweeting, actually, Benjamin Netanyahu. So the, the propaganda war is going on and this guy this guy if you want some insights kind of maybe, michael rapaport yeah it, he's some of his fellow men should get a sock and shove it in his mouth because he's he's not doing a credit for Jewish well he's now for trump now right too he's changed like, over yeah which is crazy in and of itself i mean rapaport is just disgusting he's just a disgusting human being we should pray for and you know what i and, and, and it's just it, it, he's the stuff that he says is just it's it's never it's just venom it's just venom he's very bitter and angry yeah and he reveals a lot about kind of stuff that i wouldn't uh think you would want to talk about and he's very he's, he's had very uh, a lot of conflict with other people, even his own. Kind what of. about Tucker Carlson's uh, Kabbalah Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuley Boteach? Have you been following old Shmuley? No, I haven't. But we're gonna... saying? No, but what's he been saying? Tell me. Huh, he's been, uh, so he, he went on with Piers Morgan because I saw Piers Morgan's brother up there, one of your tweets that you had shown. Yeah, uh, he was, he uh, got into a debate with Muhammad Hijab. Um, who is kind of like a Muslim apologist, who I'm neither a fan of Shmuley Boteach, I've covered him on my channel, um, who is very much a um, Talmudic, Kabbalistic rabbi, or Muhammad Hijab, who's an who's Islamic apologist. We sh you know, should pray for both of them, um, because they say a lot of heretical things and have a lot of a lot of heretical beliefs, but um, they kind of got in this argument, and they started, it's kind of like they constantly are now like, wwe like playing off each other to their fan bases so they can get clout and kind of like get like an increased re reach and stuff like that and everything because you know like muhammad hijab is saying like some you know kind of like very pointed things of like you know uh, uh shmuley boteach's son is in the idf right so he's posting you know you know pictures of like you know um his son like 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 a like a like a vest or something and saying you know you know what if what happened to the palestinians happened to your son you know and stuff like that and everything and kind of like very pointed and heated discussion between the two and and it's just it's just blowing them up it's making them more popular and bo teaches is the weirdest thing william i guess one last thing about this is he keeps talking about muhammad hijab did bring it up but Shmuley keeps talking about how his daughter runs a sex shop and how proud of her that she is of selling all these adult videos and adult toys and stuff like that because he wrote a book on how to have kosher sex. Okay. Mm. So it's just weird. Like, Bo Teach is weird and Muhammad Ajab's weird. It's just weird. But that, that seems I to be I think what's you'd want to hide right that, now. right? Wouldn't you want to hide that? And maybe that's a different view because I've heard, like, in Judaism, sex is, a, what is it, mitzvah or mikvah, like it's a blessing. So you're supposed to, you know, procreate a lot i guess well i mean in christianity thing. between you know a husband and wife who were born again you know there's nothing wrong with, with sex you know in a monogamous relationship like that it should be celebrated too uh you know but i mean as far as them actually just being like putting forth pornography in a sex shop and being like my daughter's a part of this and i'm you know this is kosher you know i'm like you sure about that rabbi shmuley you right. sure about that so that's interesting one the one of the interesting the sons in the idf one of the global nature of this is that so many of the people in the military are dispersed all around the world so a lot of flights came back to israel yep. from the states and guys to fight or 
to join the military. And they had a lot of, I mean, according to what I've read, they didn't have people, a lot of slackers other than year, I guess. Maybe but year Netanyahu of, didn't, he didn't go to the front lines. Did he William? No, so. he did not. Oh, and, and Alan Hershowitz. Oh. Yeah. Well, he, he settled up with, uh, what was her name? Virginia Jufre, right? That was very convenient and quietly settled. Yep. Um, his friendship with Epstein. But this is like the kind of like Orwellian upside down world where sometimes attacking a hospital saves lives. Like this guy's a full on 100% Israel. Uh, <laughs> pro Israel. He's making a secret sign of pointing his eye to his finger to his head because he's a Benai Brith member. He's, he's basically a Jewish Mason, Jewish Mason, which is what on the ADL is. It's the ADL of Benai Brith. Yeah, Bill people, Cooper did a lot of exposing that many years ago. Yeah, so people need to kind of. Did you see, um, William? Did you see, um, oh, who was it? Um, um, did you see where they were? Uh, a lot of the Christians that were the northern part of Gaza were telling the IDF that they didn't want to flee south into the more uh, Muslim parts because they were in fear that they were going to be killed um by uh the heavier muslim muslim population in the bottom part of gaza dr scott johnson was covering this and covering this release statement by the groups of christians in the northern part of um of uh, of of gaza you know begging israel to not evacuate the hospitals into the churches of where they were and force them down south uh for them to, you know they'd, they'd fear that they would be especially if they crossed into the border of egypt uh that they that they would be killed um and that the, and that the israelis just not caring just not at all uh you know did you did you hear about that or coming that or anything so i didn't hear about that but the tensions even before the kind of jewish presence returned you know the the tensions between the christians and the muslims were real and the christians were always afraid of getting killed by the muslims so uh you know especially we can go back and talk about the armenian genocide which was a genocide uh was a and they actually they went after the greek christians too armenian was, genocide yeah armenian and then that would happen um during world war one mm -hmm. uh turkic usually by the turkic, ottoman but, empire the yeah, ottoman empire but um there were other kind of stories about the christians always being in that the lebanese war was about Muslims v Christians, right? There's still a large Christian population in Lebanon. No doubt. The Maronite Christians, no doubt. But those, so the tensions between the, even like my point, like now they're all just, I guess, I don't want, I mean, there's just a lot of bad blood, but there was a lot of bad blood between the Christians. I think Palestine before the kind of Alia Jewish return was something like 80% Muslim, 20% Christian or something like that. So the Christians were always kind of in a minority. And, they and most of the Christian population in the Middle East has been declining uh, uh, since um, the formation of Israel um, and since the Middle Eastern wars. Um, and, um, you know, the Voice of the Martyrs does list Christians in Israel being persecuted by both the Muslims that are there and by the, um, the, the Jewish people. The Israelis, um, they're per they listen being persecuted by both, and there's videos you can see of ultra orthodox Jewish people spitting upon Korean Christians, uh, you know, just spitting on them, of, spitting on all the time, or spitting on the ground. They mm -hmm. see them and spit on the ground. So yeah, it's pretty pretty rough. And that's like there's so many holy sites too. You know, it's like there was a real issue. I don't know what happened or if it was ever resolved, but the Israeli state wanted to tax these holy sites and really impose costs on them which would eventually, like you know, they usually are tax-free. 
So I think that that was kind of undermining the Christian presence in. Uh, and there's been Christian churches that have been vandalized in Israel by um, uh, by Jewish people, by Muslims, uh, and by the government of Israel as well, too, trying to make it very difficult for them to expand or to, to gain land or anything like that to, to build. So, And just to your point, here's like a, a new article I saw, November 20th, 2023, from Jerusalem. Tensions, tensions rise in Jerusalem as settlers target Armenians. Christians in the old city are now living in fear of ethnic cleansing, not from Muslims, but from Israeli Jews. And unless we forget, too, uh, Azerbaijan is being armed by Israel against Armenia. Right. So. That's crazy. It's really crazy. And then these are just some of the kind of like Jewish stuff in the news. Hunter Biden married a Jewish woman. I guess presently he's married to her. And he was at a family bar mitzvah ceremony. He's got wearing all of the Jewish accoutrement, kippah and stuff like that. And then this is Malay, who's in the place of Rabbi Schneerson. And we're going to see yeah. pictures of Schneerson with Netanyahu. And I've read into Schneerson, who's the head of Chabad. Chabad. And the Chabad is an interesting organization. Schneerson didn't come out and say that Goy, uh, Christians or non-Jews were cattle. His take was that they had a lesser light and a dimmer light. I've heard that, yeah. Jewish, yes. I've heard that they have. we have different souls, William. Something, we have yeah, different yeah. souls. So uh, it's not like you're a cow, but you're just a lesser form of you. But a lot of the ultra-Orthodox do believe, though, that we are not even human. Um, you know, I have a friend who is a born-again Christian who is Jewish in New York, and he used to tell me that the ultra-Orthodox would visit strip clubs and cheat on their wives, not all of them, but some of them, with Gentiles because they were animals. So it wasn't committing adultery. So it's kind of like a loophole. Loophole. And I guess one last thing about uh, 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 Schneerson is there um, members of Chabad to this day that believe that he will resurrect, that he is the Messiah, that he, right. and they go to his grave and they leave him little prayers. I've seen Shmuley Botich do this. The same uh, thing you saw Malay do that. They literally are doing a spiritual pilgrimage to his grave site and they will leave prayers on his birthday and on his death day, like on his glass coffin. They think he's going to bust through like the episode of the Simpsons where the USSR uh, became, or the Russia became USSR and you have Lenin's mummified body bust through the glass and be robot Lenin, zombie Lenin from the dead. You know, like they believe that, you know, Snirshin will still be the Messiah. He will resurrect even though he is dead. And, and right now in Hades awaiting eternal judgment, you know, I mean, it's crazy. It's totally it's, uh, crazy. And there's all these meetings, too, with Netanyahu and Ben Shapiro and other cultural leaders. Like, I've seen them with the sit-down with Jordan Peterson and all these other guys. There's kind of like they're trying to suss people out, like, are you on our side or not? And here's Elon Musk in Israel yesterday. Yeah. Uh, this I don't know what Jackson Hinkle is, but he's like, everybody say goodbye to free speech. So who knows? Maybe they're the biggest thing about Hinkle is he's a MAGA, he's a MAGA communist. He thinks oh, okay. that he's a, he's uh his heroes are Mao and Stalin, as he says himself. Uh, but he actually is going to vote for Trump because he thinks Trump could be a good representation of communism in America. So Hinkle's definitely. An I heard for... Hinkle is a psyop officer and that he's friends with uh, that other girl from Hawaii, whatever her name is, excuse me. Tulsi Gabbard? Oh, Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. Have you seen the pictures wow, of really? them together? No, yeah, I have yeah. not. That's extremely interesting. <laughs> okay, extremely that's, all interesting. Another, that's our next show. 
but so here's Malay did this really heavy duty like rabbinical yeah prayer ritual with this rabbi. I don't know where he is, but this is another one from Schneerson. Um, the Lubavitch. I don't even know what that means. But Chabad Lubavitch. Chabad Lubavitch. I don't. What is that? Do you know if it's a translate into English? What is it translate? I don't know it? offhand, but that is ultra orthodox. The name of the movement itself. So. I can look it up. And this is uh, Sam says, newly elected President Javier Malay visits the tomb of Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson in the past. Schneerson made comments calling for the eradication of all Slavs. His followers claim he was the Jewish Messiah. Just like he said. And then there's Bibi. And this is like a clip from a video. So he's really kind of uh, supplicating himself before the rabbi. I think this guy had like 10 kids. Like he's whatever, Hasidic. Yeah, oh, yeah. So the, what what Schneerson says to Bibi is accelerate the arrival of the Messiah. So these Jews are accelerationists. It's not yeah. just the Nazis, right? Yeah. It's unbelievable, like a lot of these, these ideas. And I'm not trying to malign Jews. These are specific groups within Judaism. They don't all <laughs> think like that. I've made that point. No, I'll make it again. I mean, There's reformed Jews that don't that don't um, that don't believe the same <clears throat> as the ultra orthodox Jews. Liberal Jews. Um, There's different. Mm -hmm. There's very different types. Chabad means it stands for three Hebrew words as an acronym: uh, Hakma, Bina, and Das, which means wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. So very Kabbalistic, yes. very Gnosis. Um, you know, uh, breakdown. But. You know, but you know, uh, Netanyahu is a politician. <laughs> politician too so just him meeting with this guy doesn't mean at all that he may be fully on board with all of his ideology i mean he guy's a successful politician he's been prime minister for a long, for a long time off and on um but he comes from a conservative family but yeah there these are amazing times i mean there really are this whole uh conflict is, is uh heating up i guess that's the way it is there it heats up and dies off and heats up again I, think I, just a, I just don't see it dying off like it. I only see this continue accelerating. Am I wrong? Or, you know, I mean, I guess it could cool off. I just, I really honestly believe, um, and it could be biblical prophecy as well, too. I believe that they are going to drive the uh, Palestinians completely out of Gaza. I do think that will happen. I think the north part of Gaza has been raised to the ground. I think they're already, yeah. they've already covered that part. now the main question is is do the palestinians go to egypt but egypt said that the egypt plat, flat out said they will kill them or do they go this is where i think they may go and and, and um my friend aaron from underground publishing uh would say this too is i think they actually might become slave labor neom william i think that's what they might might end up having the futuristic city in uh saudi arabia and they already have the houses and the apartments built for slave labor would the palestinians go there or some sort of broker peace deal between saudi arabia the arab nations and israel that they go become slave labor for neom is that possible or am i am i too crazy in thinking that i don't know i, I would really be sad to be a palestinian in gaza too like mm -hmm. They, you know, there's people just caught in the middle of it. Maybe they're all these uh, Muslims are really, you know, vociferous and very angry. I've, I've seen some statements from like the mothers, like, I hope my son becomes a holy warrior and dies in the battle against Israel. So some of the thought processes on the Muslim side are also like amazing. Like, you want your kid to die and as a holy mujahideen or whatever? Like, 
No wonder the Israel. I mean, like, there's two different viewpoints, just like conflicting. Like, that's a different outlook too. So, um, and we're not, and we're not saying that Hamas or Islam in and of itself, um, as far as you know, um, uh, people that take uh, Muslim ideology to a, a, an extreme. That they haven't committed, you know, horrific acts because you know some people listening to us will be like, "Well, you're just going after Israel and the IDF." Or what about you know um, the Muslim Palestinians or Hamas, right? And I'm like, I'm not for either one of them. I'm completely out of this. I feel bad for people dying on all sides, whether there be Palestinians or is Israel, you know, uh, or Jewish, you know, Israelis. Uh, you know, I feel bad for the Hamas and the IDF as well too because they're being puppeted by the elite to go out there to die as well too. Uh, you know, we have to remember that, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I feel sorry for both sides and I pray for both sides and that the, there's peace. And it, the, the, the the sad thing is that even before the, the foundation of State of Israel in 48, the, the settlers and these people were hated each other then, you know, even then there's pogroms and, uh, you know, the horrible stuff happened in Europe during World War II. And, uh, you know, that, that shouldn't be forgotten either, you know, so it's just a big fat mess. It's, I don't know, it's just, it just, it seems like a, there's like the, it's the beginning, the, the thunders over the hills, but you mm -hmm. can see it growing, you know, towards its culmination. Like you're at the table is being set for the end of the world or something like that. That's the way it feels, especially when like there's different nations, you know, I'm for, I'm against Argentina's for, um, Turkey's against, you know, China is on the fence. Um, who's, where's, who's supporting the U S is definitely supporting Israel. Um, so. Yeah. No, you're right. It does seem like we are entering into the end times. Yeah. It does feel like that. And the, the, the ideas and the ideologies are going to make this, this conflict remain. Right. So if the Muslims are saying we got to fight to the end, and the Jews are saying you guys are all idolaters and uh, Amalek and things like that. It's not I mean, ratcheting down the tension and, and conflict. Something you've been covered these past few years, you know, if the 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 white horse, the first horseman of the apocalypse, who wears a crown, you know, like Corona, is represents pestilence. If that is true, and the second horseman of the apocalypse is war then we could be setting the stage for the end times and everything changed with COVID. Right. I mean, that's what your whole right. bioweapon blue series is about. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's it. And you kind of, you kind of think about the statements of Christ. Like I've not come to bring peace, but war, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to bring conflict. And that's like people's perceptions of reality in the world are what really makes these conflicts persist. Like I'm not giving up my Jewish heritage or my religion or my outlook. Right. And so, you know, I, I knew, I want to live free. It is, it is. I just go back to the beginning statement. This is a very small piece of land. I think it's the size of New Jersey, and uh, people are fighting for it. You know, fighting tooth and nail, and it's really something else. Anything? I mean, we're at the forty-five minute. If anybody's listening and has any questions, feel free to uh, put it in the chat if you're on YouTube. I guess we could talk about good old Benji real quick. Okay, for a second. Um, so, you know, I'm not a fan of Ben Shapiro. I don't think William is either, <laughs> uh, even though no, I'm not no, speaking no. for him. Uh, and and no. Benji's really out of himself, obviously, just calling for just, you know, blood, you know, bloodlust against the Palestinians and and just, you know, 
just the utter just anger and disdain that comes out of his voice and hatred. And one thing that I noticed recently, and he's talked about it beforehand, and I covered it on my channel, was he brought up, uh, you know, the seven Noahide laws as a way for a Gentile to uh, obtain salvation, right? So he's pushing that uh, as an ultra-Orthodox Jew He's pushing the seven Noahide laws, which again, like we talked about, they're not in the Bible. Uh, there were two laws that God given Noah in Genesis. One was not to eat uh, the flesh of a living animal with blood in it. You know, so don't like take a goat that's still living or injured and just start eating its flesh without cooking it and draining it. And don't kill each other and establish courts to hold law. Okay, well, that's not the seven Noahide laws. Okay, and then you know, so they're not in the Bible. They're in the Talmud. Okay. And like you mentioned, it is, and I will say that it is, it is debated within Judaism of whether worshiping Jesus Christ is idolatry or not to the to people who talk about the seven Noahide laws. But majority of the higher rabbis, including Schneerson himself, would say, you know, when he was living, would say that it is. Okay, and it is punishable by death. It is punishable by by heading. And something I've always noticed is very interesting is. Revelation talks about the saints being beheaded right now. I don't know if the Noahide laws are going to play something in the end times. I don't know if they will or not. I, I don't know. But I've always discussed that, you know, that beheading wasn't necessarily a common way of killing somebody when the New Testament was written during Roman times. It, it was it, it, mass beheading wasn't a common way of killing somebody back then to my knowledge and to my research it wasn't that wasn't a common method of death okay it was either torture or crucifixion of severe enough cases or stoning stoning yes or um fighting to death in gladiatorial type uh exhibitions or dying in war being sent off to fight in wars and stuff like that as a slave uh you know and so that's interesting they talk about beheading and the punishment of breaking one of the seven noahide laws if you are a christian Believing Jesus Christ, according to them, is idolatry, is death. So, and we know that Ben Shapiro, as I covered in my channel, he 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 uh he he follows the Talmud. The Talmud talks about you know did Jesus uh, Christ um, was not born of a Virgin Mary that his mother Mary was not a virgin that uh, that uh, he was a bastard child of the Roman uh, soldier Pantera which the band Pantera the name for it comes from okay uh, and so uh, Ben Shapiro does believe that and Ben Shapiro also too believes as well if if he believes all the Talmud now he hasn't st he stated the Pantera thing but he hasn't stated another part and that we do know. Uh, that in the Talmud, it does state that Jesus Christ is in, you know, the Hades uh, boiling in a pot of excrement. Um, and that's what they believe for him being a rebel. Okay. And so there are things in the Talmud that are definitely blasphemy that Jews believe about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that Ben Shapiro believes. So Ben Shapiro in and of himself, because he's not born again, he's he has the spirit of Antichrist. You know, that's what John written. He is Antichrist. He is against God. So he's therefore against Christians. He tries to play nicely nice with Christians and conservatives, when in reality, I think he probably on some level hates us just as much, maybe less, uh, than he does uh, Muslims. Um, but he just doesn't voice it because of his own personal beliefs and how he is. And then something I showed you too, he's funded by the Wilkes brothers. The Wilkes brothers are CMP. They funded the Heritage Foundation, you know, big oil family out of Texas, uh, you know. And, and Ben Shapiro, like any conservative Christian or any Christian, 
should not go to him as their source of trusted news. No I mean, way. he's not a great debater. He's <laughs> no a hateful person. I mean, if I was a Christian, I wouldn't hook up or talk, listen to that guy for one no. second. So, so how does Matt Walsh, <clears throat> who professes to be Christian, even though I, I don't think that he is, um, he he's on the Daily Wire or Candace Owens, for example, both Walsh and Owens are Catholic. Um, and um, and uh, they don't press Benji ever. On they did. There was a huge kerfuffle between Ben and Candace. There did is. We that? talked about that. But how okay. long did it take? She's known this for years. And so is Walsh, you know, so. Well, that's another bone of contention, right? Like their blasphemy is our blasphemy, right? So they think we're blaspheming because we think Jesus is the Messiah. He's already come. And we think they're blaspheming because they think Jesus, the Talmud is legit. I don't think the Talmud is legit at all. No. I think it's men's knowledge. Um, it's a lot of work, actually. People put a lot of, it's encyclopedia, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, their Talmud says that he's a fake and blowing an excrement. So like, He's a rebel. A rebel uh, he's right. a bastard. All these blaspheming things about Jesus. Um, you know, that's, and, what, that's what uh, Ben told told rogan right he was a rebel who got caught by yep. the romans that was it yep he's yeah. a rebel that's all he was <laughs> you know um wow, and yeah. uh, you know and it is it's it's sad because um you know i believe that mystery babylon is jerusalem i believe that it's going to get you know two cups of god's wrath as revelation says it will be destroyed um and that and in doing so it will turn the jewish people to jesus as being the messiah once they finally realize they've been hoodwinked by the antichrist um you know and, and it's it's sad that they have to go through that um but it is what it is you know um and um you know and again it's like everybody i guess one last thing in closing the zionists will say they'll use the bible you know god blesses those who bless israel right well what about all the curses that god gave israel if the israelites didn't follow him and believed in him and trusted him and followed foreign gods which were demons or worshiped idols what about all those curses because israel as a whole right now is an adulterous nation who doesn't follow god because they don't believe jesus is the messiah so what about those curses so again, will they be fulfilled in two cups of God's wrath when Jerusalem is destroyed? You know, I, I, I would believe I would say yes. Um, you know, I mean, it's 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 again, Zionists want. You know, I mean, look, I think it. I think it's a sin just to give to mo give money to the building of the third temple, right? And some people would say I'm a super secessionist. Um, replacement theology Christian. I'm not one, and nor am I a dis hyper-dispensationalist, okay? I don't think that you can't proselytize to the Jewish people, and I don't think God's done with them. It's like God's not done with anybody, you know? Like, he, God wishes for all to come to eternal life and for none to perish, you know? And so we're supposed to preach the gospel to them in the hope that they're saved, you know? And as you mentioned, the whole world wants you to pick a side right now. People are dying. People are dying. And the whole world wants you to, Satan wants you to pick a side. So we'll see how it plays out. <clears throat> you know, I just think, uh, you know, keep your lantern lit, keep your uh, eyes peeled. Uh, there's one question, John B. Do you think we are close to nuclear first use? If so, where? I don't think we are at all. I think it's actually ramped, ramped down now that the U.S. has lost and NATO have lost the conflict in Ukraine. 
and they're basically winding it up and trying to figure out a way to stop it. Um, Biblical prophecies does say Damascus eventually does become unhabitable, though. Is that by some sort of weapon? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I used to be a real big, like when I was in my 20s, I was a massive like prophecy guy, and I realized mm -hmm. I really have no idea. I mean, I know what the Bible says. I don't know how it'll play out or when, but I know that these bad things are going to happen. You know, but uh, I'm feeling like like the biblical prophecies will be uh, realized short sooner than later. Really, yeah. more, the most I've ever seen in my lifetime. But John, we are at 55 minutes. Is there anything you'd like to add or wrap it up? And what do you want? Um, no, I mean that's pretty much about. I mean, everybody, you know, uh, stay close to the Lord, trust in Him. Uh, put uh, as God said in Jeremiah, put your faith in no man, put your faith in God and Jesus Christ alone. Um, you know, and, and uh, as you see, uh, a lot of people put their faith in man and worship leaders or other people or whatever. Um, and uh, you know, I just, you know, just pray for peace, love your neighbor as much as you possibly can. The world and social media wants you to hate people, wants you to be angry and outraged. And I'm not saying there's a certain amount of righteous anger that you should have for people dying because it's very sad and tragic, right? But just don't let it feel into hatred of people uh, and make you hate uh, other people as we're commanded not to do. Uh, you know, and definitely thank you for having me on again, William. It's been a pleasure, brother. Thank you for all the work that you do. Uh, again, anybody listening, I'm going to plug William's Patreon. Subscribe to it. I'm a happy Patreon member. I have been for a while. Uh, and, um, you know, and God bless everyone who's listening. Awesome. So. And wh where can people find your podcast? You've been busy. Like, I know that you were on with Chris Taylor recently. I was. Shout out to Chris. Like, yeah. You've been on a lot more shows. Like, where can people find your uh, podcast and etc. Uh, we've underscore read on Twitter. Uh, we've read on Gorf Social. Um, we've read the documents on Odyssey. Um, I do a, ch a show uh, on freeworld.fm. You do as well. I, I do my show on Fridays at 4 p.m. We've read the documents. Um, and um, that's pretty much about it. I don't know how long we're going to be able to do this <laughs> if we're entering into the end times, William, because right. eventually we're probably going to have internet access completely cut off to us to be uh, persecuted eventually, brother. Uh, if not, we have been already, uh, you know. Uh, no doubt. I have. Yeah, but, I, mean, um, I feel the persecution. I got kicked off. I mean, my social media stuff was just cut off. Like, it was crazy. Super crazy. So who knows what's going to happen, but... Uh, yeah, people keep an eye out. We'll do another show soon, John. We got to just figure out a new topic. But of course, uh, it's been John Brisson. Uh, we've read the documents and we're just kind of covering the situation in Israel. Really fascinating. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Wayne. All right, take care. Stay there.